back to your question of balancing, you know, I spend more time training than I do making videos. Like I'll go on a, like a binge and make like three or four YouTube videos, but I'm, I'm thinking about videos all the time. It's like, where, it's where my brain goes. And, um, but my ultimate goal is really to play at the highest level. It's just so much fun. Like I want to become a top 10 player. It's a goal of mine, but like more than anything, I'm obsessed with practice. I love to practice. I love going out and like getting better. Okay, we have Kyle Kazuda on the podcast, also known as Kyle, that pickleball guy. Um, he is a guy who was a 5-0 when I first met him. I first met him in, in Nashville. He came down to do content with Selkirk, and then he just kept playing, and he got good because I played him in Beer City a couple weeks ago, and he took a game off of Altoff and I in the pro bracket so he's not just doing content he's also playing pro and he's getting good and he's famous now if you've seen his instagram so thank you for taking the time of the day to come on my podcast kyle how you doing that was the nicest thing you ever said to me i know it was There's a nice thing In fact, <laughs> let, let, let me start with let me start with a compliment for you i uh I think when you first started your pod, I was like, oh, James, you know, he's got a good sense of humor of sorts. And then I was like, this will be great. And I texted our friend Chris Olson. I said, have you listened to the first episode? He's like, I have, but listen first, then we'll debrief. So I was like, all right. So I went and I listened. I don't even remember who was on it, frankly, because I only got about three minutes in. And I, I texted Chris and I said, James may be the worst podcast host <laughs> I've ever heard. And I haven't listened to an episode. I'm, I'm assuming you've gotten better. We're going to find out now. But I texted Chris. In fact, I called him and I said, Chris, did you hear that? He said, I heard it. He said, I said, it was bad. He goes, worse. It was, it was horrible. <laughs> Wait a second. My, my first ever podcast guest was Chris. It was yeah, well, Chris. That's, actually, that's actually why we recognize so deeply how bad you were at hosting. Ah, yes. You got that firsthand experience. Yeah, it wasn't that you're, you're, so we thought, we, we recognized really quick. We said, Chris, James is better. Cause I heard you on Chris and Will's pod in person when we were in Nashville. And we said, yeah, he's a really good guest, but as a host, gosh, he needs mentorship. I do. I mean, it's a, it's a different game hosting. You've got to have notes. You've got to ask the questions yourself. You've got to keep everything moving. It's, it's a different animal. And, um, but I'm a rep guy, you know, I need, I need the repetitions. I need to just have a bunch of people on. That's why I have you on, you know, we don't know if this is even going to get posted. I'm just getting my reps in right now. That's right. What yeah, it's, uh, it makes sense. And I, I'm a little disappointed of how, like how many guests you've had before you've asked me to be on, but I'm assuming it's because you know that I'm so critical and I hold you to such a high standard. You didn't want to come too soon. Exactly. I needed to get my, you know, I needed to get Chris out of the way. I needed to get Anna Lee out of the way and uh, all these different, you know, these no names. And then now I've got you right. on because I'm, I'm, right. seasoned. I'm seasoned now. Understood. No, I'm glad to be here. I'm excited. Yeah, clearly you seem glad. You seem really glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we actually first met, um, I was in school at Vanderbilt and Selkirk reached out to me. They're like, do you want to have these three guys come pickleball, Will, Chris Olson, and that pickleball guy, Kyle, and they're going to come down for a whole week. You guys are going to do content together like every day for this week. And my first thought was like, 
not really. But then I watched, you know, watched your stuff, watched Chris's paddle reviews. And then I was uh, even more against it, but I didn't have a chance. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so they brought me out. They brought you guys down. We were grinding for like a whole week and we got a bunch of content and uh, we had a really good time. So I don't know about your experience from that from that week, but for me, we basically roasted Chris. If if anybody at home is familiar with Chris Olson, it was kind of all three of us just ganging up on Chris Olson for that entire week period. So we were preparing him for what we knew was to come for him as he got more famous in the pickleball world. Yes. But yeah, that was a super. I mean, that was that was a fun week. Um, we did go hard for like three days. We were like we filmed for like five or six hours creative stuff in fact i just came across the the picture of you and me somewhere on instagram if colin if you're editing this go find it on my instagram but we we uh like i earned you or something and i, yeah. I remember i i, I smashed onto your back and it's just like me hitting the ball at you and you're like turned around like oh no but yeah that was a fun that was really the first time we met um i i had high hopes for our friendship um this is the first time we've spoken since <laughs> For those at home, that's true. <laughs> this is this is actually a bone I have to pick with you. I see you at tournaments, and we know each other. Like we we clearly um, have spent time together. Probably in those three days, we spent like thirty hours together. And mm -hmm. when I see you at tournaments, I don't. Maybe you can explain it for the people I'm interviewing you now. You're so maybe zoned in, or like uh, antisocial, or just awkward that when I see you, you don't actually even make eye contact. You just walk past and I'll like kind of look up to be like, hey, James, hey, hey, friend, James. And you'll just continue walking. And then I'll kind of turn around and be like, I, I think we're friends, but he doesn't, I don't know, actually. Uh, anyway, you guys want to go drill? And that's kind of how my conversation <laughs> at tournaments go. Yeah, I, you know, for me at these tournaments, I've got a lot of people coming up to me. I've got a lot of people that are like, you know, fans, I guess. And right. there's pros and then there's fans. And the other pros, like right. I'm talking to the other pros because I feel like they might have something valuable to say, right? Or they right. might have some right. some insight that I'm interested in that helps me, you know, succeed because I'm working on these weekends. I'm there right. to work. I'm there to, to succeed and do well. And then I see you. And it's not necessarily the same. You're you're not a fan, just a fan, but right closer to fan in my eyes than pro. And for me, I'm not only a fan. You're not just you're better than a fan. You might yeah, not be a fan at all, actually. <laughs> but, well, uh, I'm just looking for. I'm I'm typically just looking for an autograph from you. But anyway, let's let's get on to the show. What are we talking about? <laughs> so we got to talk about the Seattle Open recap. Um, we had, so Anna and I, we got to the finals of mixed, uh, mm -hmm. basically didn't, um, didn't play our best in the quarterfinals. We were down seven, two. I don't know if you saw this match, but in the quarterfinals, we were down seven, two in the third game against Christian Alshon and Tyra Black, two up and comers who played really well. And at mm -hmm. seven, two in that third game, Christian hit a forehand winner, I guess. And he screams right at me. And he says, who's your daddy? Screams it right in my face. And this is true. You guys can go back and look at the tape. And then I think Ann and I proceeded to win like the next nine out of 10 points. 
And um, from there, I think that kind of, you know, lit a fire under me. I don't really know how it happened. because Usually I don't really pay attention to my opponents, but right there, I just felt like I, I had to share that, you know. There's a topic in that this might be interesting to talk about, which is like trash talk and pickleball because almost exclusively or, or when you have some crazy hands battle, you being like whoever, crazy hands battle, it's or a great defense turned to offense and something crazy happens. And then you win a point and you go nuts and you give the stare down nearly every time you miss the third into yeah. the net on the next ball, right? <laughs> or yeah. like the next like three out of four is like miss third, pops a dink, I uh, have whatever. On the that. Right. Yeah. It, no, that's just my experience, right? <laughs> and it, it's, it's always funny to me because it's like, it almost seems like it, it's like it gets people say it gets me going. But then you look at the whole body of work over an entire match. A lot of times I feel like it works. There's a couple guys you could look to and be like, like that definitely works for him, but I don't know, man. I, you know, nine out of 10 points after who is your daddy. That doesn't sound like good odds if I'm Christian. No, no. I think, I think some people are built for it and some people aren't, you know, some people are soft and some people are not soft. And Christian kind of falls into that, that, that other category. And I think it's, it's tough mm -hmm. because for me, when I play, I don't really talk trash much. I just kind of talk to myself. Like I'll just, say, you know, I'll say, come yeah. on or, or see or whatever, but I'm just, I'm talking to myself. And I think that if you're kind of focused on like trying to get in the other person's head or like say something that'll make the other person play bad or whatever, like, which is traditionally what trash talk is, it doesn't really work. I mean, I don't think it's a good way to be like thinking about the sport. Like for me, it's, I think it's better to just be in the flow, not thinking, just playing the game. And if you get yeah. out of that, then things get dicey. I think I think it works for fewer people than like I think more people think it works for them. Yeah. But I think there's really like like few like like Riley like it clearly works for Riley, right? Yeah. Riley doesn't Riley's like gets in your face and then it doesn't he doesn't even think about it again. He just like keeps going. Whereas yeah. I personally think if I'm like getting in if I was getting in your face, I'd actually be thinking about oh shoot I just got in his face like don't miss this next third that'd be a really bad look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, just like I'm the same way. I'm just talking, talk to myself, talk to my partner, and uh, move on. But uh, hey, really quick, I got a question for you. I I, I haven't watched the finals yet because I just because it wasn't it wasn't on YouTube, but I just saw. I think it got posted, so I was gonna watch. Um, and was it the finals? I, I saw Dane Gingrich put that post out there. Apparently, you were getting roasted in the comments of Facebook or something. Was that the finals interview or? Yeah, that was the finals. So they they interviewed us after we lost, and. First of all, I don't think that's a good idea. You shouldn't be interviewing people after they lose, especially not people like me who are just not mature. And right. I said, did you see the interview? I'll, I'll tell the viewers. Yeah, I didn't see the interview, but I heard, I saw what he said. You said it's not it's not the NBA. It's just pickleball, I think was the line. Yeah, like she asked me, she's like, James, you've gotten so far in two years. How did you do it? Um, I'm like, well, it's not like I broke into the NBA in two years. Like it's just pickleball. Right. Not really that hard. And then on Facebook, it wasn't the Instagram crowd that was obsessed with me. It wasn't the the right. Twitter crowd. It was the Facebook crowd. And the Facebook crowd is above the age of 50, almost always. Mm -hmm. And they don't necessarily have the same perspective as me. Because there was, I think, yeah. you can go on the pickleball clinic. It's like 200 comments. 
like most of the comments are like James is disrespectful of the game of pickleball. It's like right. maybe I am. I don't know. But that is that no, is I think it no, I mean, well, I do think your point that you just said is true. It's like like you no, there's no other maybe there's another sport like uh curling potentially or like chess, but like you're not I, I'm at tw- 29. I'm not gonna decide. I'm gonna try to become a pro basketball player. Like I play college basketball, and it's like, yeah, I'll just like work my way up and like gain speed and be able to like play like Steph. Like, no, I'm not I'm not even gonna make the G League at this point in my life, right? I had a chance maybe a while ago, but I, now I'm playing I mean, pro like, pickleball. It's like yeah. Yeah. Well, so d- did you see, did you read Dane's post? I did. I read Dane's post. It was nice. I don't even think it was necessary. Like when I saw those Facebook yeah. comments, I just thought it was hilarious. Like I'm one of those yeah. people. I don't know how many people actually love getting hate comments, but I actually like it. Like it makes me, it's, it's fun. It, it really is like, it's something I shouldn't look at. It's, it's probably not good, but it really, I'm not like saying it like fuels me to work hard. It's just like, right. it's fun. It's kind of, it's cool. Like, like I two years I, ago. I feel similar. Yeah. 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 Like two years ago, nobody knew who I was or even less. Right. Than, and now I've got people that are talking about me. Like that's kind of, that's kind of fun. I liked your perspective. Uh, I don't know if this was an interview or, or you said this somewhere, but you said like two years ago you were driving Uber or something. It was after it was, you tweeted this, I think, or something. And you had like a post and it said two years ago, I was driving Uber now I'm playing pro pickleball. It's like, I do really think in all, in all seriousness, <clears throat> just, it is crazy. Like the life that both of us are living now, like we're both just traveling around playing pickleball tournaments full time. Like I go out and I practice, I might, I'm going to make a video. You're going to do a podcast, whatever. And it's like two years ago, I didn't know what pickleball was. I, I did have another job I liked, but I do look up and I'm like, even on the worst days, we're still just like going out and dinking and like doing a podcast and then flying from state to state. It's like the worst days are still great. You know, they are. Yeah. It's, it's easy to keep perspective for me. Like I think it's cause I've had like some really not great jobs. Like I worked at a Chinese restaurant for an entire summer and I was not treated that well. Like it's just not, uh, you know, I haven't had great jobs. Right. And now I'm playing pickleball and it's like, okay, this is, this is a lot better than anything I could have had to do or would have had to do. But on that topic, I will ask you this. I don't really know if the viewers are interested in this. I'm not necessarily interested in this, but I'm going to ask you because you're on the podcast. What is it like for you balancing the life of being a pro pickleball player to a, to a certain degree and doing content? (laughs) I I wish, I I wish that the real quick friends, that question at beer city, last week again number one we should have won that in two you guys mm-hmm. snuck the first game 11 9 um i think nice. we were up 9 8 and and you guys yeah you, i mean yeah whatever no comment from you please i'll do the talking here but yeah you guys snuck that and then um they put they took the stream down like it was streaming with no commentator so there's not even a stream i probably have to go hunt down box car production which i probably will do in order to uh get the stream back up but um I just want to let the viewers know the the two or three people, mom and Miss Ignatowicz, thanks for watching. <laughs> uh, that I think I earned you eight times in the game. I think you earned me six. And I think I, I think we this is kind of like a funny, it'd be funny to go back and pull the clips because we both were earning each other on the same exact, like the same way over and over. And I Pesa turned to me, he's like, hey man, maybe don't hit that dink, you know, over there. 
<laughs> and I think, and you know, Peso, he's like the, he's like so kind. He's like, hey man, maybe just like don't do that. I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. Next three possession, I do the same thing. And I think I heard Altoff just turn to you and be like, hey man, maybe don't hit that dink. You know, over to Kyle. And you're like, yeah, I got you. And the next three possessions, I like completely earned you, which was a hilarious, a hilarious back and forth. We need the footage. I know I, that says a lot about who we are, just just mentally you know, right now. <laughs> I'm curious. I'm going to answer your question. Here, but I'm curious. I know what you'll say to this, but I actually am curious who watches more pickleball matches. Like who would be top 10 in watching film? Like I know, like I remember when we were together in Nashville, we were going from one, we were filming in multiple places. So we were going from one venue to the next and you were, you were literally in the back seat. Like me and Chris and Will were talking and we're like, James, what do you think? Like, do you want to get Starbucks or you're like, sorry, it's six nine. To, I'm watching the 2017 like, U.S. Open, <laughs> yeah. and uh, but like I'm the same way in that like like every night I don't really watch Netflix shows that much occasionally, but I just like go watch every match. Like I wasn't in Seattle last week, but I just go watch every single match back. How many hours a week do you think you spend watching games? You know, it used to be higher. It used to be like probably 15 to 20 um so what is that like two to three hours a day yeah it was usually usually probably in my prime of watching maybe above 20 but right now it is maybe 10 10 hours a week or less and it's it's mostly yeah. just my own highlights but which uh is, which actually is really easy because you're on center a lot so you can just like watch that footage back yeah so. only the wins I don't really watch the losses that much anymore I'm just it's it's more of like a self-serving thing it's not good it's not I don't actually think I, I actually don't think that's that's self-serving. I was I spent some time I was doing a basketball camp last week. My old job, I still like run some camps in the summer. And uh the guy who I was working at with is is one of my mentors, but just this really, really smart guy in psychological stuff, mindset stuff. We were going over and it was like ninth through twelfth grade basketball kids, hopeful to play college. And one of the things he gave them, because these kids asked, like, how do I get out of a slump? My confidence is low, all those things. And one of the things he said was like, you should go clip all of your best highlights and watch them daily. And in like, not even you said self-serving, not in like an egotistical way, but literally I, I have a, one of my best friends, his dad put in the PGA tour. And he's always like, he was always, he's been a pro golfer his whole life. He was always like, I got to put positive images of myself doing well all the time. So he would just like watch his best swings in chat. Right. My buddy would tell these kids like, go, go watch your best shot. Just like see yourself making shots over and over and over. So I do think that's like an important thing and coupled actually probably with like a stoic principle, which is also visualizing yourself, like making mistakes and how you respond to those things. But which I think is a, a, a big part of, I mean, any sport, of course, especially at a higher pressure level where like yeah. you're on center playing for like championships, like our, our, our gold medals, like dear, damn near every weekend. So how, yeah. do you, how is that for you? Like, and we're going to get back to the question at the very end that you asked me, but this is, <laughs> this is how, how, how do you, Maybe here's a better question for you. What's your like mental like work look like or preparation look like? Or how do you handle yeah. pressure of like, I know your expectation is to win a gold medal every weekend. Like otherwise, why are you playing? You know, for yeah. you? so how do you how do you approach that? It's funny. It's interesting because when I so like the morning before, um, like when I play, sometimes I'm in the car. I actually was doing this subconsciously. I never really did this on purpose, like knowing that it was good for me. I just would watch my best matches sometimes. And I didn't even realize I was doing it. I would go back and I would watch when I beat, you know, pickleball Will and Chris one versus two. 
I would watch that back and I'd watch but really I, I would watch like some of my best matches like you know and I just did it for fun I did it just to kind of get me in that mindset and yeah. I think it's a good way to way to do it because I play my best when I'm not really thinking much at all I'm just going out yeah. there and that's actually why I move my feet so much because the more I move my feet the less I think so I just any thought that I have I just focus on my feet go right back to the feet almost like I'm like meditating okay, yeah. So that's what yeah. I do. And yeah, I mean, the other thing too is like, I think it's important for me to have like a, like reset methods in between points, because it's really easy for me to get caught up in like these different narratives of like, oh, well, I better beat this team. Like there's expectations now. And I feel like it's really bad to even think about expectations of like, even if positive, negative, I just have no expectations. I'm just not thinking I just reset in between the point. Like sometimes I'll, this is a little weird, but like sometimes in between points of I'll, I'll, I'll like inflict some pain on myself. So like I'll hit myself mm -hmm. with the paddle. Like I'll hit myself here just to keep myself right in the moment. So if I start thinking, hit myself, you know, it's a little weird, yeah. but it's, it actually helps. So. Yeah. I, I think that's a, that's an interesting, that's an interesting thing. I mean, it, it's like in any sport, you don't want one mistake to compound into two. Yeah. Um, and so like you miss a, you miss a return then you miss, you know, the next ball you hit. I mean, I, I've been doing some, I've been like thinking about other stuff similarly from like a breath standpoint, like I've really started to dive into breath work and like focus breathing, even like pre-match in match, um, which like most of my life, I was never taught anything about breath. I'm, I'm currently like learning how bad of a breather I've been, which probably most of us are in actually a lot of ways. And just like, I think you would actually find it's interesting. Um, but especially intense matches when our, I read a great Twitter thread, Twitter thread on this the other day, but like when we start to feel the pressure, our, like our bodies are like literally physically starting to tense up. And yeah. it's why, like, it's like when people say like, oh, they were tight, like tight, isn't just tight is nervous. Tight is like, you're holding the paddle tighter. And then all of a sudden you're going to pop a dink or whatever. But I, what I've started to learn more is about like breathing in between points shoot even like breathing one time i was sitting courtside and i i jesse was like forehand dinking this was like in a really tight venue and she was exhaling tina pisnik does this on uh every single ball she's mm -hmm. exhaling on every single ball and and one thing i know now is is like your breath is literally it's literally calming the tightness in your muscles so you don't get as tight right mm -hmm. and so anyway that's like something i'm thinking about but i mean just really anything i mean i play college basketball you play college tennis just like anything to get a 1% advantage. to like be a little bit better, especially as the yeah. pressure is mounting. So that like pain thing is interesting. I'm going to like, look at, I'm going to start just like punching myself in the head. James said it. <laughs> <laughs> That's only if I'm really, cause like sometimes I don't know if you have this when you play, but if you get a little tighter, if like the, if things start to matter a little more, like if it's eight, eight or something, or like 10, 10, you might start to think more like, my mind will think like, maybe I should call a timeout. Maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that. I've found yeah. invariably that is not the right idea. You don't want to think any more than you were at zero, zero. Like for me, it's probably better to be thinking less, but I just want to be mm -hmm. always in the moment. So if my thoughts really start to run wild, I'll like, literally I'll like pinch myself. And then it, it yeah. actually will take oh, attention. It'll kind of center yeah. my attention to the now instead of like some like thought world you know yeah yeah i think that's, that's a good way to do it make, make it a little more obvious so we can get some like clips 
for this podcast. You just like <laughs> the Colin, or the Colin who's going to edit this is going to be, at, he's a stalker guy. So he's going to be at the, at, in, in California where we're going to be going a couple of days, probably how it happened when you listen to this pod, but just like get a couple of times in a match, just be like, boom, and point over to Colin, just pinch, pinch. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I'll, I'll like miss a serve in the match. Just, you know, <laughs> There's a good, there's a, there's a good bit that we could, we could make out of that. That'd be funny. Yeah. So, so anyway, your question like 30 minutes ago was, uh, what was your, your question was how, how to balance, what was it? Pickleball and. Cause you're like the content guy. Also, the people want to know you're oh, like, yeah. you know, you're signing 15 autographs a day. You're a famous content guy. Who do you think, heard. who do you think, who do you think, uh, has more people humbly, we say this come up to them at a tournament like how many people do you like come up to you and like that's a good take question a picture with you? Or, i think or like probably probably you because you're you're more approachable you know me i'm a little <laughs> you're over there in the corner just slapping yourself in between matches and someone's like i'm not talking, i'm not gonna talk to that guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's, he's over there just beating his head up against the wall <laughs> james you good he's like yes yeah, semifinals coming up <laughs> Yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's good. I mean, balancing it, you know, truthfully, and truthfully, I, I enjoy trying to get better more. And it's 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 kind of an interesting thing. Like a lot of content creators, very few content creators are like doing the sport. You know, like like in basketball, like like at a high level, like basketball. Yeah. You know, like Steph, you know, JJ Reddick started a podcast. That's a little bit different, but he wasn't like a lot of times people start at the top and then they do content. But very rarely, I started basically with content, and then I'm trying to do the other thing, which yeah. is play. So, I think that's that's a little bit more rare. But I go to sleep at night thinking about like, should I be hitting drops more to the middle, or should I yeah. be like doing a lob more? Or, and like, that's what I like get excited about. And I I love content like a ton. It's it's one of the things I've enjoyed for five or six years. And and it's actually interesting. Like I watch uh, so many matches. One, because I love to learn. But two, I'm when I watch a match, like I'm constantly like screen recording or like cutting clips. Cause I'm like, Holy cow. Like I have a Dropbox folder of like 50 categories of pickleball topics and just like, like backhand dinking or like Ernie positions or like left side Ernie's right side Ernie's uh, men's doubles, mixed double strategy, like anything you can think of. I probably create a category And part of it is. So like when I go make a video, I have clips I can take and I can like give the people who are going to watch the video a little bit more context. But one thing I've realized is I'm probably one of the only people in the world doing it like that because I'm always thinking about a video, but in doing that, I'm actually just like double thinking about a topic. And so I, I, it's, it's a benefit to me. And so while I care about playing, I'm always thinking about videos and getting to teach some of these concepts. Like I made an Ernie video and very few people I, like, I, I was actually really you should go watch it was I, one of the it. I wouldn't have given you so many <laughs> well what's interesting is I hit like like that the reason that we both earned each other like 50 times was because like when the left side player crosses over the split line and like goes to dink it with their forehand and they dink it like uh inside out basically that's yeah. always an Ernie right and like but it's so crazy to me because I the only people who I ever see do that Riley does it occasionally Ben does it occasionally um Tyler Loom doesn't really do it because it doesn't work on the on the right side as mm. much because like right so I think like of the only four people in pickleball really doing it are like me you Ben and Riley that's a good category you're really well you're you're you should be honored 
but <laughs> but it was like when I hit those dings to you, I was like, I've made a whole video on that. So it was actually really surprising to me when you did it to me because I'm like, nobody does this. I do that to other people, right? <laughs> so yeah. I think like, but I made a video on it. And I had, I, I thought really deeply about it. Cause anytime I make a video, I had to like make the notes. I got to go film the video. I got to work on the edit. And so I think back to your question of balancing, you know, I spend more time training than I do making videos. Like I'll go on a, like a binge and make like three or four YouTube videos, but I'm, I'm thinking about videos all the time. It's like, where, it's where my brain goes. And, um, but my ultimate goal is really to play at the highest level. It's just so much fun. Like I want to become a top 10 player. It's a goal of mine. But like more than anything, I'm obsessed with practice. I love to practice. I love going out and like getting better. That's and how it starts. In my head, it was that. That's how it starts. That's how getting. Yeah, good. That's how it and so it's like yeah. I'm like almost two years in, and I'm still just as obsessed with the game. And I just constantly, even when I go out and suck in a tournament, I'm just like long game. Like I'm just gonna Penn and Teller. Those magicians have this this quote. It's something like part of what has made us great at magic is we just spent an inordinate amount of time doing magic and everybody else kind of gave up sooner, you know? And so like, my mindset is like, I'm not going to, I don't become as good of a player as you, like you, you spent 20 years hitting a tennis ball. I spent 20 years becoming a good basketball shooter. So like, to me, I can't compare myself to someone like you to improve that fast. Cause I just, I mean, I, I'm doing things well, but like I played sixth and seventh and eighth grade tennis. Yeah. And then I played basketball the rest of my life. So like, but I do think over a long enough time horizon, like even though I'm struggling at times or I'm like, I'll, I'll win a match, then I'll lose a bunch of tournaments. I'm just looking like, okay, in the next three years, where am I going to be? In the next three years, of course, there's more players that are going to be in it, but like nobody, my, this is my approach. Nobody's going to be smarter than me about the game. So like, I think right now my mind is actually ahead of my execution on certain things. And mm -hmm. I think a big part of that's actually because of the content. Like I just spend so much time thinking about the game and I love it. So it's, it's a balance of just like playing a lot, making some videos, playing a lot, making some videos. Um, but it's a blast, man. I'm having like the time of my life right now. And even when yeah. I'm losing or like playing, <clears throat> just like, it's so fun. And like, I wouldn't want to do anything else. Yeah, me neither. I couldn't think of anything I would, I would want to do, but I think you're right on that. I think that the improvement curves of people that played tennis like me and people that didn't play tennis are just way different. Like I was a five Oh after three weeks. So it's not, right. you can't compare anybody that played tennis to somebody that didn't. Like if you look at like a Dylan Frazier, right? Dylan Frazier started off as a three, three Oh, he never played tennis. He never yeah. did that stuff. And then after like, you know, eight years or something, he's at the top of the game. So for sure. It's like, I started off playing four. Like my first tournament was a four Oh tournament. And I, I, I got like sixth place out of like five teams, you know, I was that bad. And so it was, I like it, but like, but I, but I, I literally, I kind of like the way it happened for me. Cause I think when other people look at it, I mean, everyone in life just like looks at the end result. It's like, I want that now. Like I look at your results and I'm like, I want those results. But also I remind myself, like I played four Oh for a bunch of months and I, I want, I played four five for a bunch of months. And then I played five Oh, and then I like won like four or five, five Oh tournaments. And I was like, all right, I'll start doing pro. And like, it's the hardest time it's ever been to be trying to do what, what I'm trying to do. And even right. what you're trying to like stay at the uh, high level in the game, but it's like, it's the hardest it's, it's the easiest it's ever been. And it's also, or what's the line? It's the, it's the, it's the hardest think, it's ever been right now. But and it's the easiest it'll ever be. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, it's a great time to be in it. And also like, there's, it's going to be freaking hard over the course, but at the end of the game, like I'm just in it for the long term, like infinite game. I want to be a top 10 player. That's a goal of mine. But I'm I, I'm not trying to be there 
I'm not going to be there, you know, in two weeks. It's like, I got to look out and just work. And if I don't get there, it's kind of like I'm living, I'm living a dream right now. And like, that's, that's really, that's what success is for me. It's like, of course there's numerical things I want to do and all that. I mean, sending you to the backdraw in 2023 is still uh, a a new year's resolution that I nearly got last two weekends ago. I know (laughs) that was a tight one, but, um, but I think you're right because it's like, you know, when I started playing, like when I first, like two years ago, when I was just playing, I wasn't playing to be the best. I was just playing because I was obsessed with pickleball because two years ago when I started, you know, being a pro pickleball player, I didn't even know that the number one player could make over six figures. I was just playing because I was obsessed. And I think that's why I got good because I just played every single day. I watched every single day and it was just genuinely fun. And I think that's the thing. Like if it's genuinely fun for you, you're going to be engaged. Like you're going to be focused yeah. because you can't. It's, it's hard to, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you can't not be, right? Like you can't be having fun and, and be thinking about something else. Like that's the nature of having yeah. fun is that you are fully engrossed in what you're doing. So yeah. I, I do think that's like, I look at you and your acceleration. It's not like other tennis players could look at you and actually be like, oh, like this, this James played at Vanderbilt. Like I played at you know, ex-SEC school or I played college. I could do that too. And that interesting thing, I think, it's like actually a good life principle that the fun thing, part of the reason I think you got good so quick is yes, you have physical tools, but having the enjoyment of the game and like waking up each morning, just like, what is the next thing I'm going to learn today? And it's like, every time I still step on the court and I swear I'll film a match, just like direct play and I'll go watch it. And I have a new realization or a reminder of something I totally forgot from three months ago. And I think it's just been like, that's when I look at you and you're like journey through it. It's, it's not surprising. You got where you got so quickly, just because of when I looked in the backseat of when we were in Nashville, yeah. you're watching like a 2017 match. It's like, I turned to Will and Chris later that night. And I was like, this dude's going to be like top 10 very soon. Like, look at him. He's, he's like, what he loves the game, you know, which is cool. Yeah. So it's like, that's a testament to you, which is a neat thing. Oh, wow. You're being so nice to me. That's what, the last thing I'm going to say is nice. The truth is, <laughs> the truth is I have hosted this podcast and it's why it's gone so well, but you are improving. I want you to know that. I'm proud of you, son. I mean, there was a lot of improvement. There was a lot of room for improvement. That's for sure. But, uh, you know, it's crazy. I am such a, you know, I'm obviously an improved host, but in terms of technological abilities, my improvement has gone like zero. And I'm looking at the top of my screen and it says my time left is 21 seconds and then I have the option to upgrade my Zoom so that I can have a longer than. I'm seeing four. Game. I'm seeing four fifteen. Four fifteen. That's why I said time left four minutes and nine seconds. That's how long this podcast has left. I see five seconds, three seconds. Oh no! Oh no! One second. Oh, no.